Hi there. This is the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world. Warning, foul language may occur due to the subject matter. Welcome to the old 77. We are a safe place in an unsafe world. And today we are talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Did you watch the documentary? I've seen a good chunk out of I've seen maybe three three quarters of it. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't made it all the way through yet, but yes, I've been watching it. And oh my god. It's pretty powerful. Right? And it really makes you think the vicious cycle and the uh, of human trafficking. That too. And we we will get to human yeah. trafficking, but Je- like Jeffrey Epstein, man, that that dude, who is he and where did he even come from? That's what I want to know. In 1976, Ace Greenberg was running Bear Stearns. One day, I was sitting in my office, and Ace Greenberg called me to say that a trustee of the Dalton School had a young professor, Jeff Epstein, who wanted to come to Wall Street, and Ace asked if I would interview him. Epstein was well-known as a good teacher and somewhat of a ladies' man, which didn't resonate at the time. And, like, they did the whole thing, too, in the documentary where he just, you know, just basically showed up on the scene as this young, like, yuppie investor. Very charismatic. Yeah. Like, had a way with people. Hey, guys. He quit college. Right. He didn't have a degree in in finance or anything. Yeah, but he's some finance guy. He met the right people to get to where he was at. In the 80s, after he was thrown out of Bear Stearns, I was the CEO of Towers Financial Corporation. Steve Hoffenberg and Jeffrey were both self-made guys. But when Jeffrey met him, Hoffenberg was the sort of the mogul. He was the one flying around in private planes. He was the one with the wealth. The CEO of a very large company who had employed Jeffrey Epstein in Europe called me and said, this is a brilliant man that we'd like you to interview for North America because he has credentials on Wall Street and he's loaded with energy, but his moral compass is upside down. He was part of that circuit, that tra- And we human were talking trafficking about that circuit. right before we started the show too, that, that whole human trafficking circuit. That international thing, that's, right. that's a real thing. But did you hear his associate, uh, yeah. G. Lane Maxwell, was arrested by yeah. the FBI and yesterday? That, and that's what, that's what brought this up. We were going to do this show yesterday because mm-hmm. we got together yesterday and did a show. And we oh, did you hear she got caught? And I was telling you, I legitimately thought this chick was dead. She just dropped off the planet, man. I thought they I thought they got her when they got Epstein. There has to be like really powerful people involved with all of this because Epstein obviously he was murdered. We all know he was murdered. There's no I mean, way he committed on. suicide. He might have. I mean, I'm not going to say he didn't commit suicide. He might have. And if he did, you know, he threw the whole world into hey, yeah. um, you know. The guards that were guarding him just took a nap, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's kind of fishy, you know. Um but this woman was just Walking around, living your life yeah, they like nothing ever happened. I found her in the Hamptons. There's a documentary out on Netflix, and she's just living it up in the Hamptons, man. Yeah, man. She, I mean, she contributed to having these she, underage minor girls. Well, she was the one that was bringing them, right? Yeah, she recruited them. Yeah. She groomed them. And so he suggested that I come out to uh, meet him and Gillian Maxwell at their ranch in New Mexico. But when I got there, I realized I was the only one there staying with them. They showed me around the property. It was part of building up this sense of like, look at who I am, look at all that I have, be impressed by me. Gillian was very interested in whether I had ever had a massage before, like a professional massage, and I had not. So it was really presented as like, you're, gonna, you're so lucky that you get to do this, to you know get this massage. She told me to undress, and there was a table there with a sheet on it. There was a time when she had me lay on my back, and she, you know, pulled my, the sheet down so that my breasts were exposed. Because of the layout of the house and the doors that were open, I knew that Epstein could see me. I think the way that, you know, she rubbed my chest in, you know, in the massage also was in a inappropriate and so they were they weren't a couple right i'm sure they were friends with benefits right but they were also like work associates that sounds exactly like what it was 
because he was so wealthy. So she was kind of just in a, one of these social bleaches. I, I don't know what she was. Was she like, did she start out as like an assistant and then work her way up through? Because I don't think it ever it ever touched on exactly what she did for him. Other than recruit all these these ladies and, and bring them in, these very underage women and bring them in for. I don't know a whole lot him. about her. But I know she yeah. was a big part of And like I said, I, I legitimately thought scandal. that she was already uh, already uh, gone. You know what I mean? Not living it out in the Hamptons. So they found her in New Hampshire at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> was she walking the beach? Just walking the dog. Yeah. Had her coffee. Had her coffee. Checking out the young ladies. Hey, ladies. But just think, though. Like, when she goes to trial, and if she doesn't wind up dead, if she actually can... Well... If they can get something out of her, and she spills the beans... There are tons of people involved. But but who would she who would she bring down though? I mean there's you, Prince Andrew. I was gonna say you've got Prince Andrew. And a friendship between Jeffrey Epstein and Prince Andrew. I don't remember meeting her at all. I do not remember a photograph being taken. And I've said consistently and um, and frequently that we never had any sort of sexual contact whatever. She provided a photo of the yes. two of you together. Yes. Your arm was around her waist. Yes. You've seen the photo. I've seen the photograph. How do you explain that? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alan Dershowitz, uh, Epstein's lawyer. Yeah, that guy. Let me state categorically. I never had sex with an underage person in my life. Even when I was an underage boy, I never had sex with an underage girl. I never had sex with anyone related to Jeffrey Epstein. I challenge Virginia Roberts to come on your show, look in the camera and say the following words. I accuse Alan Dershowitz of having had sex with me on six or seven occasions. I was with Alan Dershowitz multiple times, at least six that I can remember. Well, I was trafficked to, to Alan Dershowitz from Epstein. But that guy was a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, these girls have nothing to gain right. by coming out and saying this happened. They're already being scrutinized as being like hoes in the media. Like oh, well, there are news media articles that depict them as like how much of that prostitution. Is, is, like they're actually saying they're prostitutes, well, but they're not is, prostitutes. They're victims. How much of that is Epstein himself though, smearing them? And he had connections to the media. He had all of that at his disposal. So how much of that is him? Without a doubt, this guy smeared all these oh, women. Oh, absolutely. All these victims. Right. I mean, proof that if you just have some money, you can you can get away with a lot in this country. I would like to answer that question. I really would. However, today, my attorneys have told me I have to assert my Fifth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, and Fourteenth Amendment rights of the U.S. Constitution. I mean, the guy had a personal island. Right. And that's where they were taking a good chunk of them, right? Uh, yeah. 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 He is not representative of the people of the Virgin Islands, I can tell you that. But being on an island by yourself, I guess he felt he could do whatever he wanted. I saw a thing, uh, it, was, it was a while ago, I think when it happened actually, on like MSNBC or something. Mm -hmm. And they had like the helicopter flying over and they, they had this really disturbing graphic where they, they shot the island up on the screen and then they had like like the illustrator where they go over, you know, like Madden does. Mm -hmm. And they had it marked off on like, well, this was where this happened and this was where this happened. And that whole island just started lighting up like they were they were layering it. Wow. This is where an assault happened. This is where an alleged assault happened. This is where an alleged assault happened. And before long, like the whole island was just covered up. And like here, your dudes legitimately like abuse the entire <clears throat> island. Here's Epstein's downfall is. He had regular people working there. Uh, there was one guy who was like the main engineer of the island. Oh, he got like tasked to keep it running? Yes. Yeah. I started working on the island in 1999 and worked until either the end of 2005 or the start of 2006. I was there for maintenance on Jeffrey Epstein's telecommunications and data equipment. I was on the island probably 100 times. I was ultimately in every single building that existed on the island at that time. And I would say every other month I would see guests on the island and the guests almost always included young girls. I saw Alan Dershowitz on the island. It was more of a business meeting another time. I saw 
Bill Clinton sitting with Jeffrey on the living room porch area, which was Jeffrey's favorite spot. It's probably around 2004, I saw Prince Andrew. He was at the pool. He was with, at that time, an unknown girl to me. She was young. She didn't have any top on. They were engaged in foreplay. He's... That's messed up. He's an eyewitness. Yeah. Well, and how many of them, I wonder, have been called, too? I mean, there's the uh, former New Mexico governor, uh, Bill Richardson, former Maine senator, George Mitchell, MIT scientist, uh, Marvin Minsky. (laughs) Marvin Minsky. He died in 2016, so he's getting off easy. Marv. I'm sure the list goes on. I'm sure there's tons of people who aren't on this list. I just think of the Simpsons. But it's sad. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's... But, you know, that's just that's just what we know of it, too, because this is a whole underculture that is happening right now mm-hmm. that we don't even know about. Like you, you were saying earlier with the uh, whole, you know, human trafficking thing. Mm-hmm. I know that living here in the Midwest, we're in a corridor of human trafficking. I-70. Human trafficking. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't wrap my head around that. I, I feel like she's going to go to prison. A main witness. I mean, they're going to have to get her on, on the, uh, the podium and... You Spill hope. her guts. Yeah, you hope. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say right now that she didn't kill herself. No. <laughs> as of this broadcast, as far as I know, she is still alive. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think she killed herself. I'm going to go with the over on that. Yeah, yeah. I think the over is better than the under on that. Vegas one. is putting out the odds. <laughs> Fat Tony's already got it at 10 to 1. Yeah. Hey, 10 to 1 over here, <laughs> Fat Tony. <laughs> Excuse me. Non-corona. Not yet. Well, that's the worst, too. Like, and getting off the whole Epstein thing, you go out and about and you cough. Oh, my God. You get looked at so bad. And it's like, hold on, African dust storm or something has come up and nothing likes me at this point. Because that dust storm was terrible. Oh, it was bad. I just dripped and ran and it, oh. Last weekend was awful because terrible. of that. Last week was terrible because of that. Like, Sloan was, her oh, nose was man. running and then... Like I quote it from her right. or something. I don't know what happened last week. Like my kids, I look at my I look at my daughter and she's just got both barrels running down her mouth. Like, oh, that's the worst when you look over your kid and they're just like disgusting. And they've just had it t- like it's happening so long that they've just accepted it. And you're just like, here, <laughs> let me use my shirt. Right, uh, <laughs> take that. I mean, even children. Right, and we're going to talk about this and, next. And, yeah. Children. I was going to say because we're talking about that, and then we live here around a corridor for human trafficking, and we both have daughters. That frightens me. Right? Scares the shit out of me. Scares the hell out of me. And we will get to the human trafficking and all of that coming up in just a little bit. But first, if you have a topic for the old 77, or if you just want to, you know, jump on and say hi, give us a call at 573-246-0779. Or email us at the old 77 podcast at gmail.com. We're also on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, pretty much Anchor, anywhere you get podcasts. Please leave a review yeah, on the Apple can. app. Yeah, if you would, Thanks. please. That that helps us. Also, if you uh, like the show and you'd like to become a sponsor, please email us at theold77podcast at gmail.com to find out more. We'll take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Call or text the Old 77 listener line at 573-246-0779. Help ensure future podcast by becoming a sponsor today. To find out how, email the Old 77 podcast at gmail.com. Hey guys, Matt and Scott here from the Old 77. Just wanted to take a moment and say, have you heard about Anchor yet? It's a great way to do a podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. Like Anchor's got all of this stuff for you. Get analytics. We're online everywhere. Apple, Google, and they did all of that for us. We didn't have to submit anything. Nope. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Right. So no computer, no problem. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world. And Scott, we we just got done talking about Jeffrey Epstein, his associate, uh, Jaylene Maxwell, who was arrested yesterday. Yeah. And she was a shit. huge player in the uh, sex trafficking game. Is she which the, is the unfortunate. big player or was she just the big player for Epstein? She has to know a lot. You would think, right? I mean, she'd have to have a, a little black book somewhere or a Blackberry that's just loaded with info. Because sex trafficking isn't just, like, 
a nationwide problem. It's an international problem. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. Like in Paris, um, yeah. Spain. I know it's big in, in, in the Paris, Caribbean. Yeah, in Paris especially. Like, they follow little American girls around. And Epstein was a huge player, and I'm sure she knows a ton about it as well. And I can't wait to see where this trial goes. If she survives this thing without <laughs> right. dying somehow. Yeah, because I'm firmly convinced she ain't killing herself. I feel like there's going to be a lot of names involved that are going to be exposed. I mean, if she hasn't killed herself up till this point, mm -hmm. being on her own, you know, living it up in the Hamptons. Right. She's probably not going to do it any other place. With human trafficking, it's a huge problem. I feel like news media outlets don't really give its right exposure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's something you don't want to talk about in your own back. Uh, but this is a subject that has to be talked about. I mean, it's it's happened even locally here. We've we've we just did a quick internet search, and we have actual names of people local. Yeah, like we're not going to use them, no. but that that turned up in an internet search. Right. So, I mean, man, JC native. Yeah, um, there's a JC native on here too. She accepted a modeling job, which her friend had told her about. This is the worst part. In Maui. In Maui. So she got up and flew to Maui. Yep. And her friend basically sold her out. Yeah. When she got there, from the way the story reads, like she was forced into a van. Oh, I guess you're right, yeah. Brought to a villa where she was drugged, raped, Jesus. and beaten for three days. And later she found out that her friend was the one who sold her into slavery. That's terrible. That's, that's, that's a good friend right there. Reading this now and thinking to myself... It's I, troublesome. I have, I have the name in front of me, and it's a very local-sounding name. I'm not going to lie. I, we could have ran into this person at Walmart, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe maybe she's still here. She may know your wife. She may be best friends with my wife. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Sounds like she was inspired to be a model. What, what young girl doesn't want to be a model? And especially <laughs> with her friend just saying, Hey, man, come on down. We're going to Maui. Oh, it's Maui. Some people, I'm not one of them... But some people, mm. when they hear like Maui and the beach, they just melt. Oh, oh tropical paradise! Right. And and when that happens, it seems like when you dangle that in front of you, mm. like but, like reason goes out the window a little bit. You're like, oh, this is dangerous, yeah. but it's gonna be fun. We're in Maui. When someone comes up to you and goes, "Would you like to go to Maui for a modeling job?" Right. The beach. Hey, you're you're really attractive. The sun. They're gonna come up. They're gonna stroke your ego, and you're gonna be like, yeah. Right. And then it all. Give you a flashy business card, and it's going to sound legit. And then when you call, you get a plane ticket, and right. it sounds legit, right? How would you like to have a job in the Paradise Islands, right. you know? Yeah. Like, yes, that's what I want to do. Exactly. And then your friend sells you out. Yeah, that's the worst part. And then you're part of this sex trafficking circuit, and you have right. to, like, battle your way out of this. Like, you have to escape it. The thing that I hate here is this story doesn't say how she got away. No, which I wish. I wish we had that I information knew. in front of us as well. Because if you're, mm. uh, you know, drugged, raped, and beaten, right. if that's a solid three days, I mean, after a while, your will's going to start to go downhill, you right. know? You need to get up and out of there. But mm. yeah, I mean, that, that. and there's another one from uh, Columbia. There's another one from St. Charles. Yep. I mean... Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. Camden County. There's one from... This California... And going back to it, St. Louis and Kansas City are major traffic hubs yeah. in the United States. They are connected, obviously, by yeah, Interstate 70. 70. There's thousands of people that are involved with this. God, like children, men, women. Yeah, see, that's something they're, that they're no one sold ever talks out or, about, right? It's not just necessarily, like, women and, and, and small women and small mm -hmm. ladies and small girls. It's, it's dudes, too. It's, yeah. it's all kinds of people. Right? It's guys. Men are getting caught up in this thing. It's a really tough subject to talk about. I feel like that's about. the underreported part of it. Right. It's also affecting men. I'm sorry if I if I offend anyone with my terminology, like dudes and chicks. That's just how I talk. I yeah, take I, offense I, when you I, say I, dude. I'm, I'm not, you know, I know, dude. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, I can call anyone a bitch right. because sometimes you're being a bitch. And right. sometimes bitches, please. Right. <laughs> you know? need to lay off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, the United States is a—they're uh, ranked like number one in the world for yeah. I read that. This, That's which is horrible. It says something about our society. How, how is that? According to the recent release report by the State Department, the top three nations. So this is where it starts. It's where it starts. Twenty eighteen. The United States, Mexico, and the Philippines. Good lord, I expect the Philippines and Mexico. Honestly, apparently, the United States is number one consumer in sex worldwide. 
is a driving demand. Imagine that. According to Jeff Rogers, co-founder of the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. Jeff Rogers. These are American kids, American-born, 50 to 60% of them coming out of the foster care industry. Right there. So there's the vulnerability right yep, there. There's the broken There's the broken home. That's what we're doing wrong right there. It's like we were talking earlier about, you know, people looting and rioting and, and throwing paint on statues. It's like, well, now they're just doing it because they're uneducated. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the problem. We defunded education, and now we have to put up with this. This is the result of the dumbing down of America. It's the same with this, you know. God, I hate that. Yeah, this is really hard to talk about. Right, I hate that, especially because I have a little girl, and I worry about her. You know, I, I, le- I, I would, I would legit hate to be a young person right now in today's world, because like I, I feel like when we grew up, mm-hmm. like okay, so it would have been like my heyday. Yours probably, too, would have been, like, 94 to 97. Mm. Like, that's when you were your, your peak. High school, yeah. your youngest. You were having a great time. I never worried about anything like this. Nothing, no. I mean, w- you were in a city. I was in the country, so. This is the like. The city was scary, this but is I loved going. Yeah, and this but is But I some- never worried about this. Right, and this is something that you would see in a movie. Yeah. Like, you would imagine, like, a Hollywood scriptwriter would just come up with something like this. Caught right. in St. Louis. You didn't you know? think it was so, like, widespread. No. I had no idea it was, like, along Interstate 70, and I lived 30 minutes from Interstate 70. And this kind of circuit isn't just ran by, like, amateurs. There are some people who are funding this stuff. Well, there has to be some kind of of money involved. And we're not talking, like, you know, Joe Schmo, the Peaky Blinders of the way. We're talking, like, big, big, big money. There has to be some, like, rich perverts involved. Like the queen. Some kind of, like... Not the queen, but, like, you're talking about some some royalty somewhere. Like, somewhere royalty, like... Maybe uh, uh, someone who was related to maybe one of the czars, and, and somewhere in their line they kept money. Oh, like Prince Andrew? Know? Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, something like that. Old money, like old world money. That's why I think Epstein didn't kill himself, because it was just boom, you know? Yeah. Like he got caught. Oh, this guy could really spill the beans. And oh, this guy has no beans left to spill. Right. Imagine that. Yeah. That's that's you know high level money income right there. That's that's getting things done. They're taking care of, of business at that point. Well, in 2018, there was 230 federal human trafficking prosecutions. That's a ton, man. Yeah. 230. It's a drop from 282 in 2017. And federal convictions rose from 499 in 2017 to 526 in 2018. And you know, we, it's very we, prevalent. Right. And we overlook all the other victims, not just the people involved in it. We're also talking about, you know, their kids, their families, the communities that it happened. This is very troubling. All of that. More than 70% of the cases resulted in jail sentences of more than just, just five years. That's it. Like, that's all you get for taking someone and putting them into the sex trafficking circuit. You're not kidnapping them because you're using things like, I don't know, forced labor. Hey, you owe me some money. The manipulation. You're going to work okay. off that debt, you know. So early 2017, this one this one got me. Police raided a home in Columbia off of uh, Vandiver Drive. Now, a minor was missing from a Wisconsin home. Was found being forced into the sex trade. Now, this is in Columbia. Mm-hmm. It was later uncovered that this home had been a trafficking hub for decades, and no one had known about it. Decades. Decades. In Colombia. Despite being off-road, uh, an often-known area, you know, for shopping and commuting. So people, it's not like it was, it's not like it was at the end of a dead-end street. Well, I mean, it's Van Diver Drive, right? So you, you can go get, you can go get a milkshake at McDonald's and whatever. Sounds like a movie, Van Diver Drive. In a world of Van Diver Drive. St. Charles native Stephanie Piper of St. Charles is spending only eight years in prison for selling two high school girls for sex. Piper placed ads online, inviting strangers to have intercourse with two girls for a price. Oh my god. That's ballsy, right? That's messed up. Right, that's like, what is it, probably a back back page ad or something or uh, uh, Craigslist? They're the bottom feeders of society. Well, and there's this guy uh, in 2014, Josh K. Smith of Camden County, pled guilty to forcing women into prostitution. He says he was dating uh, two women at a time, 
uh, of these crimes that he uh, threatened to kill their families if they didn't comply with his demands. Jesus. According to the Department of State, uh, the top three states with the most human trafficking activity are, are you ready? California, New York, and Texas. I'm just glad Missouri's not on that. California Against Slavery reported that three of the ten worst child sex trafficking areas in the U.S. are San Francisco, L.A., and San Diego. Wow. That makes sense. I mean, you you're know, right there on the You're coast. right there on the border. Yeah, you're right there. You know, it's a very attractive city. Right. Well, coastal cities usually tend to, you know, have really attractive people there. Because you're getting out, you're doing stuff, you're sunned. Right. You know... So they're probably finding young, gullible people. But I'm sure this, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'm sure this is happening everywhere. Right. It's, e- it's East Coast, Central States. Well, even here, we, we just we just highlighted two stories right. right here in our own backyard. And you're talking about rural Missouri. Right. Yeah, we're right in the middle of the state, so it's not so like So just we're, imagine what St. Louis and Kansas City are like. Yeah, it's not like we're at either of those places. But it's a scary subject. It is, man. It is, especially with uh, w- with us, with, with daughters of our own. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I remember how I was at that age. Yeah. You know, a horny little kid ready to just go. Right. And I, I'd hate to imagine that now with my daughter. Like, like that's the guys that she's going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about, like, going back to, like, the Epstein documentary. Right. Like, a friend of his sent him three 12-year-olds for his 60th birthday. It was Jeffrey's birthday one year. I don't remember what year it was, but I would say it's a good year into our, our, you know, our relationship or knowing each other. And he was laughing about the fact that his friend sent him three 12-year-old girls that he had purchased from their parents. On one of Defendant Epstein's birthdays, a friend of Defendant Epstein sent him three 12-year-old girls from France who spoke no English for Defendant to sexually exploit and abuse. After doing so, they were sent back to France the next day. 12-year-olds. I mean, just to put that into perspective. It's disgusting. Right. That's like my son in two years. Yes, all these women, all these victims came out against Epstein. But there's, I'm sure there's tons more. Well, these are just the ones that we know about. That he raped or took advantage of. I mean, it sounds like if, if this dude sent him a couple of 12-year-olds, then he had, like, connections. Because you just don't go down to the store and get a couple 12-year-olds. Is there, like, a number he calls, you know? Does he have a <clears throat> fixer? He's got a guy. Is there a whole John Wick underworld that we don't know about, you know, where you just walk up somewhere and you give him a gold coin and it's like, let me get a 12-year-old. It's horrible, man. Right? I mean, honestly, that doesn't sound too far-fetched now. Mm -mm. No. It has to go back to, like, manipulation, you know, and and taking the right people. You know, there has to be some kind of vulnerability without kidnapping somebody. No, absolutely. I agree. To coax them into being part of this. Yeah. Disguising it, and then, like, when they show up, the reality of it all is, wow, this is not right. I feel sorry for those those women and and, and whomever, even the guys or, or whomever, mm. but just children that, that realization, you know, because at some point you're going to have to like wake up and have a realization with yourself that mm. I'm messed. I'm in a wrong spot right now. What happened? I am in. How do I get out of this? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's got to be a bad time. Oh, it's got to be a dark place. It has to be. Assuming you're even allowed to have that because this. This, this local gal was drugged the entire time. Yeah. So her mind wasn't even there. No. You no. Know? She was out of it. It was just a shell of yeah. who she was. Yeah, she wasn't even there. And the thing is, where do you start? Where do you start coming down on stuff like this? How do you, how do you rid this? I mean, I don't think you can rid it. I think it's, it's, it's so hidden. And but it had to be hidden. And there's a society then, then out that, there then that... that's it right there. When you see something... There's a society that's so well-connected. You have to say something. Have you ever had, like, a feeling, like, if you've been out and about... I've had this once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And I really wish I had have actually acted on it. But we were out one place somewhere in Illinois, and it was, God, it was maybe five, six years ago. And there was a great big dude and a young, like, a young girl, like his daughter, I assume. And it looked like they had just gotten off, like, he had just gotten off work. But he was, like, talking to her normal, 
And we were in like Walmart, right? And she had this weird look on her face the whole time. And I couldn't help but think something's wrong here. And I wish that I had a said something. Mm-hmm. Like like maybe asked her, is everything okay? You know, is everything all right? You know, maybe maybe said something. But I, ha- I remember having that feeling that there's something not right here. Did she look stressed out? She just looked like like she wasn't there. Like she didn't belong. Like like she was looking through things. Mm. Like 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 nothing was really affecting her because she was so out of it. Mm. Like I just remember the look on this little girl's face like like you could have walked up and probably punched her in the face, right? And I don't think it would have bothered her. Like she was so out of it. Mm. Like I I can't I can't put it into words. I can't I can't describe it right. But that is the situation that that we were talking about, that you were just bringing up. Like, Mm. if you have something like that, then we need to speak up. (coughs) That's how we we end this. We we need to not stay silent. We need to be vigilant and and keep our eyes open. Because you'll always hear, like, a story on the news about, oh, this this, uh, sex trafficking cell was brought down by the... Well, by the police I, I, I or just something. saw one before, uh, I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago about a gal who walked into like a pizza hut or mm-hmm. maybe made an order. Mm-hmm. And like in the comments part, you know, where you can be like, hey, leave it on my front porch. You know, she put, I'm being abused. And you call the police. Oh, my God. And they actually like the pizza hut called the cops and they delivered the pizza and everything. But it was the cop that delivered the pizza. And they ended up arresting the dude and taking her out. Was he like undercover? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh. But it was, it was something that actually happened on this. Wow. That they, you know, she used a, a means to get away from it. It was a little while ago. Well, and we work with someone who was abused pretty bad too. Yeah. You know, and and she's she's a survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And women go through a lot, man. Yeah. You know. And as a guy, as a guy, you really, I don't understand. I it. don't understand it. But to just walk up and slap somebody, or to, I, 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 I don't get the against, like, like the force <clears throat> and and against their will. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get that. Like growing, I don't get underage girls either. Growing up, I've never seen my dad hit my mom. Yeah, I never even seen my dad push my mom. I seen my dad hit my mom. <laughs> Did you a couple times? Yeah, yeah. Well, as a result, I'm not. I'm, I know what you're trying <clears throat> to say. As a result, I'm not aggressive either. Yeah, I refuse to fight, and that that becomes a problem in my relationship sometimes yeah. because I refuse to fight. I don't want to go down that path. I saw what my parents did, and mm. I, I I don't want to do that. Damn, you you're you're legit getting choked up, aren't you? A little bit. It's all right, man. Hey, uh, if you would like to call us here at the old 77 and uh, uh, leave a a comment or something on the listener line, you can call us at 573-246-0779. Online at the old 77 podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also on Anchor and anywhere you get your podcasts. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. If you're being trafficked or suspect that someone you know is being trafficked, contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-T-H-E-L-O-S-T. That's 1-800-THE-LOST or cybertipline.org. Call or text the Old 77 listener line at 573-246-0779. Help ensure future podcasts by becoming a sponsor today. To find out how, email the old 77 podcast at gmail.com. Hey guys, Matt and Scott here from the old 77. Just wanted to take a moment and say, have you heard about Anchor yet? It's a great way to do a podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. Like Anchor's got all of this stuff for you. Get analytics. We're online everywhere. Apple, Google, and they did all of that for us. We didn't have to submit anything. Nope. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Right. So no computer, no problem. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world. And we have a special guest in studio, Andrea. Hi, hi, Andrea Andrea Marie photography, all of your (laughs) photography needs. Shameless plug. Shameless, right? So I just want to apologize for uh, getting emotional towards the last yeah, segment. Yeah, we, we, we did get kind of like choked up a bit. But you know what? Then Andrea came in and she was right on the other side of the door and she just starts beating on the door like it's <laughs> like she's the police, right? right? Boom, 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 boom. 
And then we had this whole amazing conversation and everyone agreed, minus Andrea, because she's, you know, Andrea. Everyone else agreed that we should mic her up. So here I am. Here she is. Yeah, I was like, pull up a mic. Right. We need to get your perspective. So your perspective was that the reason we teared up was because. Well, I think because you both are fathers of little girls. And yeah. what happens when the time comes that they're going to be objectified? And subconsciously, I think that that's what causes you to you have go. that emotion. Is that better? Much. Okay. Keep going. It's a saggy boom. I'm sorry. Uh, you know. <laughs> gravity gravity happens. <laughs> Trust me, I understand. You are 42 now. I, know, I was going to say, we're not as young as we used to be. Yes, but in this room, you are the oldest, Maddie. That's true. You are. By, by a 30 month. days. By a month. By a month. <laughs> Dang. But no, Grandpa. I... <laughs> I definitely think that the reason you guys got the fills is because you both have little girls. And whether or not you want to admit it, maybe that comes into fruition when, you know, Sloan is 13. Because oh God. they don't mature the same way as they used to and right. I was saying that our seven year old has got curves in all the right places that she shouldn't have curves. She's way too curvy. Way too mm. curvy. I mean she has hips and a butt and, and she uses it. An That's hourglass. What, like how, how do you, do you guys have like a school or something that you, you do classes like ladies shake them hips like this. Uh, No. No. Some of them are born with it and some of them learn it with time. Oh. I definitely don't think that she got that from me. Yeah, she didn't get it from me. I think uh, that comes from her father, whether he wants to admit (laughs) it or not. (laughs) Apparently, I'm dead sexy and I like to shake my thing. Well, you know. Andrea would know that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, going back to this Epstein thing, uh, Andrea, we were talking to you off mic about it. Yeah. And how it basically a, a pyramid scheme of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you watch that documentary and you watch the um, detectives trying to figure out right. who everybody had to play into it, and they start to map, you see like there was like five main people. Mm-hmm. And then from there, their objective was to, well, if you can bring five people and then that person can bring five people. there The mass quantity of young women that were abused it's staggering. It's insane. It right. is sickening and repulsive. And just the fact that the people that played into it uh-huh. were pried upon because of maybe their social economic background. They didn't have anything. So they were already weak. They were ideal targets. And unfortunately, as a young girl, you already have low self-esteem 90% of the time. And then for somebody to prey on that and then to feel like you don't have a voice, even if you want to speak up and say, hey, this is happening to me. Well, you're a girl. You were asking for it. Right. What? I mean, that's what? messed up. That's the worst excuse ever. And I think the fact that but it's used a lot. And I mean, a lot. It's horrible. Well, you know, we are a well, male dominant society and women are just now starting to really get their voices heard more so. I mean, I hate to, to hit that card, but think about it. It's not hitting a card, though, but I feel like as a society, though, we shift. We have fundamental shifts. Like 400 years ago, women were in power in some places mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah. You know, if you think we had, you know, if, if women were always held down, then why did we have temples built to to women uh, pharaohs in Egypt? Like, like, why? No, at one point it was okay for women to, to be a woman. You know, I think that, that just the ideal of that has changed and shifted and societies adopted it. This is what we are okay with now. It'll change again. Yeah, it'll change. I mean, again, we can guaranteed. only hope. I would, I personally would like to see where people don't have gender roles per se. That would be great. That everyone is. Well, just, we don't in our household. Well, no. I no. wash dishes. You barbecue because I can't barbecue. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> right. It's, it's Asian. Yeah, it's bad. But I think that, as I told you, if given the situation where you had to do it, you would do it. I mean, it's no different than our friend who 
he's a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. And it works great for them. Right. That's unfortunately where you have to... How were you raised? Was the dad the breadwinner? Did mom stay home? Or did you have working parents? Or in my situation, I was a single parent family. My mom was both roles. And where she slapped, my grandparents picked up. And I think that, you know, yeah, you have see, all these me, that's, different... That's weird to me because my grandparents were always seen and not heard. You know? And like, I think, they were there, but they never did anything. Like, really. And, you know, for us, that's kind of how our kids are being raised. That makes me sad because I was a huge grandparent advocate. I loved my grandparents. I got to do some of the coolest things with them, learn amazing things, and my kids don't have that same opportunity. Our kids won't have that, no. Oh. But, I mean, shifting back to Epstein Epstein and the fact that his cohort, his right-hand woman... Is a woman. Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine. G- G- it's G- French. Ghislaine. <laughs> oh, fancy. Fancy Maxwell. No, but she was a pile of shit. Well, she, had she is have, a pile. She of had shit. to have zero morals or at least, you know, think that she was above the people that she was hurting. Well, and that's what we were saying earlier when yeah. we were talking off mic about how she was raised proper. Right. She was raised in a well family. Her dad was a publisher. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Andrea's. Yeah, looking good. Yeah. I mean, she was not raised in a starving family. She was, right. Will. She was in a class. She, she was, was born in a class. into a certain class. And you know, that's kind of funny because we were talking about, well, maybe because she was raised to have such high standards that this was her like dirty little side that she could kind of rebel right. on yeah. and it makes me wonder you know Scott and I have an acquaintance back in Illinois and she was raised this young girl was friends of our niece and she was raised in a very proper Christian household uh-huh. and man that girl went off the rails oh for the God. longest time yeah. I mean I remember she was using uppers and downers and had a traveling pole yeah, and, wow. the, the and traveling stripper pole now it's like hey did you guys go to that party the other night well such and such showed up with the stripper pole and put on a show like, what? she would just show up at a party yeah and she's like, like there it is she was crazy and then put it all out on display Speed, man the dancer of a party <laughs> but you <laughs> know <laughs> and this is in the country too yeah. so like yeah. you know she could be at the same party in five different you know oh my god you know, five different times and now she is a mom of two She's taken in her nephew, who's a teenager, and she has raised these boys on her own. Unfortunately, yeah, like a complete one eighty. Yeah, right? unfortunately, her faith—not unfortunately, her faith is still intact. She's still great, but right. unfortunately, her marriage just didn't. Her husband chose narcotics. That—that that was his choice, though, not hers. Over right. her, their family, but I think it just goes to show, you know. You can be raised a certain way and still turn out a completely different way. Right. Well, absolutely. I just understand for me to get around this chick's mind and what made her think that it was okay to objectify a woman is beyond me. But, you know, if if she was getting paid, she had to get she, she was getting something out of this. She was either getting paid Maybe she was getting all of it. She was getting well, paid. She was getting what she wanted out yes. of it. She was getting that feeling of superiority. Going back to the social status. Yeah. She was with, like, the elite people. Yeah, man. You know, high society. Epstein was a billionaire. He has billionaire friends. They have their own private island. They got a house in Paris. They have, like, one of the most incredible uh, townhouses in Lower Man- or Upper yeah. Manhattan, wherever the hell that place was. Yeah, man. He had, uh, well, just the fact that he had his own private sex island. I mean, Jesus. But when they raided his apartment, they found, like, all kinds of, like, naked pictures of all these girls just hanging all the over walls, the place. right. Like, like not even, had, like, yeah. put away or... The dude wasn't even trying. It was all out there. He was so belligerent with it. Well, it was... Wasn't it, like, an upper elite, like, upper society joke that Jeffrey could pretty much get away with anything? Like, yeah, it I think became it was, a thing. Yeah, it was like a... Like, oh, well, there he is walking by with, you know, some 12-year-old pair of 12 year old girls at some sultan sent him for his birthday oh it's just jeffrey rich elite assholes turned their cheek while like seeing this go on but it's or they're part of it but it's a different lifestyle when you're at that at that level when you have no obstacles in your path and you can truly live your life how you want to live and there's no one telling you what's right and what's wrong and you're setting the standard and all of a sudden all your other friends 
your, you know, air quotes friends are living the exact same way. Well, you know, what's wrong with me getting you a pair but, of 12 year old boys for your birthday? But you know what? Then you failed as a human being not to try to stop this. But I'm just saying when you set the standard, when no one is telling you no and no one can because you have that much money. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude was basically a god. Andrew, you watched it, the, the whole documentary, correct? Yeah, I got through most of it. Damn, you, you chucked how it about, me. How about when Prince Andrew interviewed with that reporter? That. He made himself look silly. It backfired on him. That's bound to happen. That guy, there's a picture of him and this young girl. Yeah. And they had a testimonial with that girl, actually. Well, she's a young woman now. Right. He basically was grinding up against her. Yep, right there. Just hey. And the engineer guy saw him. He's like, yep. Like they gave him a picture, and they're like, was this the man who was with the young girl? And he's like, that's him. And here is Prince Andrew from England, the Queen's uh, the who Queen's pr- nephew. Who probably has diplomatic immunity wherever he goes. Which is so hogwash. They can't do anything to him. But when did people become above everything and lose their humanity? We've That's all, the real all, question. We've always been there. Deep down at our core, humans are horrible pieces of shit. Because it's in our destiny, I feel like, to destroy ourselves. Deep down at our core, we're flawed. And that's part of it. Just the fact that, that people don't... I, you guys are pre-programmed and you know what's right or wrong. And I have no illusions that either of you would deviate from that. But at Walmart today, or tomorrow, or at Walgreens, or at Kroger's, or Gerbs, or downtown at the 4th of July celebration, (laughs) I'm going to walk by somebody who's thinking about fucking my daughter. A grown adult. It's going to happen. Because I can't control what they're thinking. And I hate that I think that, because of course I think that, because I always go to to the negative side, and I try to Avoid it. But there's somebody out there that's doing that. For one, I can't think like that because then I'll just. I don't want to think like that, but I I have to. And I'll be overprotective. Because I have a daughter. I feel like I have to think of every scenario to keep her safe. Right. Like, like I worry about getting her a Facebook page because right now she's got like a tablet. She's always snapping little selfies and taking little things. Well, she posts those online. I guarantee there's some dude in Malaysia jerking off to it. Yeah. Right? I have no words. This is all making me nauseous. <laughs> I, it's going to happen because I don't have any trust in humanity. Because... It, like I said, you two, I know you. You're good. You're you're solid, good core people. Anyone else, though, I can't say the same for that. Well, to, to deviate for just, like, a second. So we have our kind of beliefs about Santa. And, and Scott is very anti, I don't want to do the Santa because you're just giving them... Well, you're really uh, getting a lot of deep insight into us. That's Let's do this. But no, I, there is one Santa that I will allow the kids to sit on because I don't get freaked out that right. the person portraying Santa is some child molester pedophile <laughs> that's getting off on my little girl right. sitting on their lap. And that's my thing. That's but, my thing with Santa. But I don't I, I, like like 11 months out of the year I'm telling my kids stranger danger. And then one month out of the year, here's some dude that's probably got some chub under his Santa outfit <laughs> that I'm sitting my kid on your lap. And he smells like booze, stale cigarettes, and regret. <laughs> Why does he have to be the Santa from Home Alone? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but he is every time. Every time. Well, well we have- You have to take your kid to the same Santa every single holiday we, we, season. We drive miles to take, to so, take our spouse. Funny story. Yeah. Our... Our good friend actually set us that set us up. Literally, she was my best friend. She hung out with one of his best friends. Her dad now portrays Santa. That's weird, I I find. I'm sorry, Rick, but that's weird. But he's the dude that I was telling you we should censor our shows for. He's Saint Nicholas. And I I will will drive every time we go to Illinois around Christmas time. I will drive no matter where that man is at because A, it's Saint Nicholas, and I love to see him because he's just a genuine person. But two he looks like the real deal. No, I mean, so he has like he a has, oh, yeah, he, oh gosh, like right he now, rocks he's it twenty four seven. He like uh, even goes to like cool. Santa things cool. in the summer yeah. and has all these pictures of him wow. with all these other Santas. He did one here while back. It was like Santa on a hot rod, and he was in like shorts with like Santa lederhosen. That's awesome. And here's Amazing. the best part about Rick is that he is—he's a genuine, dude, he's a genuine guy. He has four kids, two boys, two girls. 
and they're just, you know, back in the day, he was a crazy guy. I've seen the <laughs> pictures of him and his wife and the fact that her hairdo was probably longer than her dress. Yeah, and I tell you. But yet he is still... She needed two hairdos. And some he of is still a cool cat, even after all these years. Yeah. Like he's big into cars, so he's kind of got that hot rod guy mentality. And but yet he is the most down to earth person and has the best sense of humor ever. Well, there's a reason I'll drive 400 miles to see Saint Nicholas. Don't, yeah. don't knock my water cup over, please. I'm still that was trying sub. not to. And why is that? Why is but the I, he's good? He's a know? good person. My wife likes him. My kids like him. I'm okay with it. Yeah, and you I know? think I, he, you know, the whole creepy factor. Like I've seen the pictures of your little girl on Santa, and I know oh, that every year you're going to go to. She's not impressed at all. <laughs> that will come with age. She's not she, at all. Do like, you see that that scowl she has? She's just like, who is this guy? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Why? You know what? Good she's, for her. She already knows. Hey man, <laughs> she's a tough little. This guy smells like regret. She's <laughs> yeah. a tough cookie Right Good for her She's already got that smart Yeah But I think that is you Telling her as a dad Because you are Both of you guys Whether you realize that You are doing it or not How you act And how you carry yourself With every situation With your little girls You're telling them What's right And what's wrong And what's acceptable And what's not So when they see you Have a disagreement Or they see you have fun you don't even realize that you're teaching them every yeah. moment of every day and so you i heard you guys say earlier about parents and and being physical and and unfortunately i know scott's situation there was some times that he didn't get to see the best side of his parents but because of that he he may raise his voice to me from time to time but there's never a physical altercation yeah. There's only words and, you know, yeah. at least the words, they sting, but they don't leave a, a yeah. physical impact. Yeah. Yeah. My, I've seen my parents get into some heated arguments, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. it was about all kinds of family stuff, but I never saw my dad raise my, raise his hand to my mom. So yeah. I remember one time my mom and dad were arguing and he, it was back in the old rotary phone days. Right. And my dad was disabled. He couldn't walk the best. And so we had a rotary like. I guess desk style phone anyway we had to run a cable like halfway across the house to get it in there and they were arguing about something and he had the handset like you could hold the handset and the receiver together mm. and my mom said something and he didn't like it and he went to swing the whole thing at her mm. but just the handset this the receiver was in his hand and he came right across her head oh my god and he bashed her right like a couple times just bam bam and, see, and my mom like like grabbed her head and, and like stepped back and she looked at him and I remember the look she gave him like you son of a bitch Damn. and she grabbed me and we we just went for a drive and I just I remember begging my mom for a good hour to two hours you have to leave now we need to go we need to leave we need to go of your sisters we can go here we can go there oh. I had two older sisters at the time and they were already were out you? of the house I was maybe eight seven eight so mm. you were our daughter's age I was our daughter's age and I, I had enough to go we need to go and she never did we went right back and acted like nothing ever happened and for me it had happened so that relationship with my dad was immediately it wasn't good to begin with because when I was born my father was going through his thing uh-huh. now is an adult I see why we had problems but going through it at the time you know fuck you what's your problem I'm here I didn't have that knowledge that, that I do now yeah. and I, I, I really wish that I could have that time back with my dad to where I could say you know I'm sorry mm. because I pushed it a lot mm. but yeah. whether or not I mean I got to know Papa Shango on a whole different level than what Scott ever got to know him at and I, I love that man he had this hard exterior, but deep down, he had a soft side to it. Yeah, I don't get it, man. He melted for you. (laughs) (laughs) And towards the, before he passed away, I could see that he was proud of Scott. Yeah. He wouldn't, he was too proud to say it, but he was proud of him. And it was, the crazy thing is, is so Scott and I just celebrated 13 years, which is crazy in itself. And at our wedding, none of us did this. Like it wasn't, it was complete coincidental. But at our wedding, there was an extra seat, like where his dad would have been. 
And it's crazy because Scott's like, did you do that? I was like, I didn't do that. And he goes, okay. And his mom goes, did you guys do that? And we're like, no, it just, it was fluke. I mean, even though. Where was it? I don't think it was. I mean, he was there. And I, we always had kind of joked because um, I always told Keith that I would scoot dance with him. He was in a scooter and he always drove around a little scooter. And I was like, I was literally looking forward to like doing some scoot dancing with him. But, you know. In in spirit, it Shit, happened. I scoot danced with him. No, you got to do watching Scotty grow. If you've oh, never heard that <laughs> song, look it up. It is so, a awful classic. My mom was probably you know pretty repressed the whole time with my dad. She loved him, I think, in the end, mm-hmm. like legitimately. But when he passed and she finally kind of came to terms with it, we had a sexy granny phrase, like sexy granny phase, man. Oh yes. Ooh, she was wanting some tang, and she was out looking for it. And you go, and, and on you our go, and at our wedding, she uh, didn't have a slip on, like, and it was bad. So envision a her bra was really like her boobs were hanging out. A sixty-year-old woman in a spaghetti strap sundress <laughs> with a cute little pixie cut and a well, cute little hair accessory. I can it. And hilarious. the best part about oh it is, God. years later, we were looking through pictures, uh, and God, I love. Thought- Mama she thought, Joyce. She, thought she goes. She, so good. she goes. Man, that dress did nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott and I, we just had that we conversation. Like, like yeah. well, we tried to tell you we that, but enough, whatever. Right. You know, it was all good fun. Sorry, we went from us or from Epstein to us. That's, so, that's yeah. fine, dude. It can always no. be edited out. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is good content. I mean, this is a. This is actually. I'm glad there's no video. You had me straight ball in there for a minute. I looked over at Scott's like. I was going to give you a pound, but I was like, no. I gotta, let, I gotta let this guy. He's a softy. I know a lot of softy. He's a things, big, fluffy, softy man. He is. <laughs> I drink all my coffee, so. I'm sorry. I'm That's salty. It's a sad moment. See what when happens when you, your first time on the podcast right? and you get Scott all. I know. Emotional. That's damn. I'm sorry. Truly, so, I am. So earlier she was like, I don't want to do this because I don't want to be Yoko. And I'm I like, no, don't. you're not changing things. Yeah. No. I, but All we had to change was you're sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> but I'm not really. I mean, Because I can project into this mic a little <laughs> bit better than you can. Well, that's where my timidness comes through. And that's this, why you're at that this mic. This flashes that's a me good back mic, yeah. to the times when I worked at a cell phone shop oh, in this, Illinois. This is good. And so I would go out to the radio station that he worked at and we would fill a film. We would record um, my, my ads and whatnot. And yeah, I still oh my have gosh. some of our old ads that we used to do. I would spend we were probably dating at the time. 20 minutes laughing. And then I would have him like change all the levels because I personally <laughs> feel like I sound 12. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I had to make a setting where I could slow it down to where she'd sound more manly. Oh, yeah. and that yeah. was the name of it. More manly. <laughs> but, you know, when you're come, selling something, you don't want it to sound like it's coming from a five year old. Come to such and such home center here and get yourself a cell phone. Try to remember what our address was. I don't remember. It was Main Street. Yeah, in Hillsboro. And yeah. that's like a carpet store now. Thompson's Home Center. Yeah. And they're no longer uh, around. Nope, nope. But Thompson's. It, but Andrea Marie Photography is like uh, us on Facebook. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I actually have pictures this afternoon. I was going to say you got pictures tonight. Yeah. And I have pictures tomorrow. That's right, baby. You're going to make that money. Right? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> So if you would like to call the old 77 listener line and uh, call me an idiot, compliment idiot. Andrea, whatever. 573-246-0779. Or you can reach out to us at the old 77 podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Anchor, anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you like the show and you would like to become a sponsor and help ensure future you know, future episodes. Email us at the old 77 podcast at gmail.com. Mm. You guys got anything else? Any final thoughts? So going back to Epstein and the woman being um, Giselle. reprimanded, taken into custody, however you want to say it. Has anybody else put together that he, it's been a year. It will yeah. be a year on Monday right. that, that he will be gone from suicide Epstein didn't kill himself um, but yet they found her 
Just living in, in the, the Hamptons, Hamptons, right? And apprehended her at like eight o'clock in the morning. Okay, I don't know about you guys. That is. She was just living her life like nothing happened. Oddly right. suspicious, but yet when Honestly, you watch the documentary, she's still not able to be found. They still haven't been able to apprehend her, but yet she's in the Hamptons. Right. What? I honestly thought because of the way the documentary like worded it that she was already dead. Like, ooh, they killed Epstein, so that this chick's gotta be dead too. Right. And apologies for using the chick. Does chick bother you as a woman if no. I say this chick? Especially not towards her. No. Okay. Yeah, I, there's only few crude words that bother me. So and... what's your trigger word? <laughs> really? Yeah. You want me to say them? They're Hells not. Yes. They're not nice. Well, great. The not nicer, the better. I want to know from the female perspective, yeah. what triggers you? Okay. So probably my biggest one is just being called a bitch. Like, you're yeah. such a bitch. That's but, understandable. But then you have other words like twat. Or twat waffle, which make me laugh because I read that in a book once and I thought that was hysterical. Okay. And then um, cunt. That's always another one. Like that's, like used in a derogatory you're means? such a cunt. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I've heard you say that. That's such a dirty word. It I've is such a dirty word. Before, though. But yet, it's not. If you ever want to piss off a woman, just call her that. Yeah, I just wondered. See, I, just, I don't feel like... You're the first woman that we've ever had on the show, and I feel like now, like, in this little cool-down area that we're at, we have prime, have like, like prime, 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 prime asking question times. But I don't feel like I am your typical female. Well, you just are be, married to me. I, that is true. That is true. This However, is but I think if we brought in your other half, like, her words and what maybe really gets her... Honked like, off yeah, would be triggered. totally different than me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone has their own different. Right. Yeah. And like, there's those girls that like they hear the word moist and it makes their stomach. I'm uh, like, it's freaking moist. This cake what is the moist. Hell? I don't moist. get it. I don't like. It's just a word. What? How's your burger? Oh, it's very moist. Moist. I very think good. it would be juicy, not moist. <laughs> this is moist. <laughs> Moister than an oyster. <laughs> that oh, lady man. on the YouTube channel. Uh, she says right. moist. The way she says it in her teeth. Her right. Mouth, well, that's moist. just it. She's got like you know it's five like, five different horses so, in her mouth. It's so gross. <laughs> moist. It's so gross. Yeah, but like <laughs> I personally just derogatory for me is probably bitch. Bitch. Yeah, and I don't really think that I get. But for me, like being called fat, that's a trigger. Well, and that's just that more of an emotional thing yeah, I get than that. it is like that's, derogatory. That's just but. rude if you call someone fat. That's just not having any kinds of respect. No, but when you grew up in the same time frame that we did, yeah. If you were anywhere different, if you didn't fit the mold of being popular, sporty, that, or though, rich, that I don't. I, is that honest, coming from a small town? I honestly that is coming think from a small that's town. coming from where we came from, though. Not necessarily where Matt came from. I think where that... Where we came from, it was a little different because we were so small. If you didn't hang out in the cornfield on a Friday night or if you didn't do this, or if you mean, didn't go to the game, then, you know, you were fucking weird and fucking... That's what it felt like. You and I, though, school. were on that spectrum. We were both fluffier kids. Yeah. We both got tormented for that. Yeah. Neither one of us had the right last name. Yeah. We were seen, not well, I was heard. From, I was from Fillmore, which was a smaller town, like 30 minutes away. So I had like an hour but long see, bus ride I to get never, school. I <laughs> never thought people from Fillmore, I never thought of them in a derogatory light where like you have this kind of this chip. Well, I was from Fillmore. I well, wasn't good enough. To be fair, I, that's, I was, that, that was learned behavior because that's what my family did. But that's, I that's never. That's what my sisters did. My you know? derogatory thing about Fillmore was you ride the Fillmore bus, you're going to be cussing like a fucking sailor you by the time you're right. done. And you know who's going to be cussing? Some little five-year-old kid saying, motherfucker. Right? <laughs> so this is actually funny. So a friend of mine, his mom and dad were very religious, and they wouldn't let him cuss. <laughs> so to hear him cuss for the first time on the bus, it was so sad. He'd like just grab words out of the air. He'd be like, you, you're being a bitch fuck. And you're like, what? He, he thought he was really insulting you, but he had no clue. So when my kids cuss and they use it right, I find that as a point of pride. But I also have to yell at them. <laughs> it's like, mm, damn it, don't do that. But you're, you're using it right. Do you know what Sloan's saying now? Oh, 
He's saying, oh, shit. <laughs> that is the best. Is it like, oh, shit? No, it's just, it should go, oh, shit. <laughs> it's not like, you, you know what she's saying, but it's not the full pronunciation of shit. So, you know, you know what, like, you, oh, you're shit. sitting on a gold mine, man, in just terms of content. So she's at an age where she's going to start talking, and you could just get her to say anything, and she won't even understand it. So she can get so many promos coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell my wife this. Oh, wait, she's listening. She, she doesn't need the, the, it doesn't matter. It's okay, it's I've got okay, examples. Wife. She, I've got examples. Yeah, there's Let ways for Scott. We had our nephew one time, and <laughs> he had him say some words to where it was sound like he was cussing, but really he wasn't. He was just censoring it. So we were using the f word, and instead of saying fuck, he was saying fun. And if you just but still it has out, the f if you beep out after the f u, if you still get that, in, it sounds like the kids saying the f word. Because <laughs> I remember I played it for his mom the first time, and she gave me this look like, "What did you do?" <laughs> it's not as bad as you Hold think. Hold on, here's the unedited version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you tell our niece, "Hey, by the way, right. we're gonna do some play on words," he's she's not like, okay. really cussing. Right. Okay. She's, I mean, she's cool. She's cool. She's really. Cool. If you are being trafficked or suspect that someone you know is being trafficked, contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST or cybertipline.org. Call or text the Old 77 listener line at 573-246-0779. Help ensure future podcast by becoming a sponsor today. To find out how, email the old 77 podcast at gmail.com. This was the Old 77 it's a safe place in an unsafe world. 